let's hear it. Okay, well, uh, I was born in New Jersey, raised in Texas. Um, I actually started in the film industry. That sounds bad when I just start off saying <laughs> film. I don't, every time I say film, I'm like, I don't, no. <laughs> but um well i don't have anything against it it's just that um i'm a pastor's daughter oh, and a pastor's okay. kind of on me for yeah like the stuff that i do isn't even bad but i couldn't go around my parents in like a tank top and they'll shun me like i i can't even i can't wear stuff like this i have to be wearing a bag of t-shirt around them so <laughs> yeah you grew up with strict like, parents how was that growing um, up with strict parents a pastor's being strict, well, not okay, not being strict, but being Asian yeah. and being a pastor, like those are just two, that's a combination for failure for your children because they put me like in a box. I wasn't allowed to do anything. I couldn't have friends over. I couldn't leave. Um, I couldn't even be in my room because they didn't trust me or what I would do in my room. So I had to be like in their sight at all times. And that was that was pretty much my childhood. So I felt super free when i turned 18 and i dipped it was great <laughs> thanks well, what was that like you know turning 18 and is that when you moved to texas or did you transition to la at that point um, no uh i just moved out of my parents house i was in texas already but okay. i remember i was like when i was 16 i made you know you know when you're in elementary school i don't know if you guys did this but um you would count down the dates to christmas with like little paper chains so every day you like rip off like 28 days, 27 days, 26. Right. So I had one of those I made until I turned 18. And I called them the shackles that I wore on the house. <laughs> and my parents would just see this chain going around my room and like, what is this? I'm like, it's the day I get out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I remember the, like, the day I turned 18, I was like, I'm out. But um, it's crazy, like the relationship that you have with your parents when you're younger versus when you turn to an adult and you understand. Because me and my parents did not have a good relationship. Like, we pretty much hated each other. We felt like enemies under the same roof until, Jeez. yeah, until I get older and I'm not as, as much of a rebel because I have freedom. But then you start to learn and see why your parents teach you certain things. Because, you know, when you're younger, it just looks like they're just trying to ruin your life. <laughs> but they're really doing the opposite. So, yeah, yeah. my parents pretty um they saved me from from going down the rabbit hole i guess <laughs> yeah Thanks. so uh how did you how'd you get into acting how did that start oh yeah that's what we were talking about yeah so so i started an independent film mm -hmm. um i was doing a lot of drama and horror stuff it was like a lot of, it was like mostly short, but i was working a lot behind the camera i was doing um production i was directing i was doing all that when i was a kid um, until I moved to LA and I realized that everyone here is in social media and I didn't know, I didn't have anything. Like I might've had Facebook, but I didn't really use it. Um, I definitely didn't have Instagram and I came out here four years ago without Instagram. And I didn't know that that was not a good thing because <laughs> everyone in LA is like, hey, I don't <laughs> do what? So you got Instagram, you got Instagram. I was like, no. They're like, how do you not? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the secret is I don't like social media. And I know it's so bad to be, you know, working on social media and not enjoying it. But it's only because it's, you know, it can be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Like there's activity on there that I would like to 
you know, I wish I could like refrain from, but it's hard, especially, you know, if you're, if you have a fan base, because right. if you have fans, you're always going to have trolls, you're always going to have haters. There's going to be people that love you and there's going to be people that hate you. Right. So that's, that's one of the negative sides of it, um, especially for me, because I'm sensitive. So right. someone like, why are you selling tooth products? Your teeth ain't even white. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll be so quick to delete it. I'm like, I do not have yellow teeth, do I? And I'll start believing that. <laughs> so, you know, um, I totally forgot your question. <laughs> Did I answer it? I hope I answered it. Yeah, so how'd you, how'd you get started in acting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I started when I was um, when I was in theater when I was 14, and I just fell in love with it. And when I came out here initially, that's what I was planning on pursuing, but then my aspirations changed. But I was going to wait till you asked me what my end goal was, and then I was going to bring it up. So okay. I guess I can bring it up now. Full circle. Plot. <laughs> it's a plot twist. <laughs> that's right. This episode is sponsored by Bluetooth. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom especially when it's time to step it up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Women say there's nothing at all that's sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help you give the confidence where it counts. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. Chew it and do it. And we got a special deal for our listeners, try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LeoBlack at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LeoBlack to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. I just want to give a special shout out to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So um, my main goal in life is to have um, a suicide prevention organization, which okay. I'm, I'm trying to get the ball rolling on that, but it's hard because, you know, there's a, kind of a pandemic right now. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like hindering me from moving forward, but I'm trying to make content for suicide prevention. It's basically just to help people that are depressed or go through or have anxiety and, you know, stuff like that. Cause there's, there's a lot of people that are, either suicidal right now or they're really going through it and it's not just the pandemic but it's just life and everything that's going on you know especially having to deal with 2020 at 2020 came for us <laughs> it just hit us out of nowhere so people are really going through it right now and right. you know we we all need we all need somebody and yeah, it's exactly. really it's so easy to feel like you're alone and i feel like it's our job as influencers to influence in a positive way and, right. you know, and try to eliminate all the negativity. And that's one of the things I love doing, thinking I want to act. I didn't even know I could do comedy because I don't see myself as a funny person. <laughs> I think, You're I think that would, okay? I don't, I, you know, I don't see, <laughs> I think what I go through is funny. And I like, you know, telling people about all the awkward, terrible situations I've been through. And then that's, it's easy to make fun of. But what I loved about it was that people would say, you know, thank you so much for the laugh. I really needed that today. Or thank you for, for bringing me up when I was down or distracting me from all the chaos I have going on in the world. Cause just like movies, it's a distraction from your reality, you know, cause your mind gets captivated in alternate reality other than whatever the hell you're going through. 
And I think that's so important to just like, for someone to smile or to make somebody smile is huge because you never know what someone's going through or what breaking point they're about to hit. But all yeah. it takes is telling a stranger like, hey, I hope you're having a good day. Or letting them know that you're not alone no matter what you're going through. Like that's, I think that's huge. So for me, it's, I do love acting, but at the end of the day, if I could just like help people and save lives, even just by making them smile, I'd rather do that. <laughs> Facts. Hey, that's true. Especially in entertainment, this these past couple of years has been crazy from Mac Miller to Little Pete to Juice World, you know, mm -hmm. all, all dying of, of suicide. So it's important to spread that, you know, universally to everyone because you never know who needs that advice, who needs that help, that support. Um, yeah. but let's talk about a, a personal experience with you, you know, what made you want to advocate for this in specific? Was there a, a really down like point in your, in your life where you just hit rock bottom and you felt like, you know, just kind of just freeing yourself from it? Yeah. Um, so I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety. Um, I saw a psychiatrist all the time, therapist, you know, you really got to go through it to know the difference between a psychiatrist and a therapist and a, like all that. They're all different, but I've been through all of them. Um, I was even institutionalized. I was in a mental hospital for uh, suicide. Like, yeah, and is I, this 5150 or 5585? Wait, what? Where are you going? You're like 5150 <laughs> when you said you were institutionalized? Wait, I don't get it. Okay, right, continue. Oh God, no! I feel I feel like I missed something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we're gonna talk about that later. Um, no, but this this happened in Texas, and um, and basically it it turned my life around. I was I was the most depressed person you could ever imagine, and people would look at me today and not ever guess that. Um, but yeah, I definitely went through it, and I was just I I attempted, I attempted multiple times. <laughs> Um, but the hospital fixed me, even though it's definitely not a fun place to be in. You do not want to go there. But um, that's kind of when being a pastor's daughter helped me because I had so much alone time to just pray. And all that prayer is what really like it, it just, you know, prayer isn't for everybody, but it definitely helped me get out of that dark place. And I never really took the time to to actually sit and talk to God and let him know that, you know, that I needed him at that moment, because I was at the lowest point in my life. And the thing that really, really put it in perspective for me was uh, the day that I got admitted into the hospital, they let me see my mom before I went in. And she came running up to me and she was crying. And my mom's the happiest person. She never cries, unless I make her cry like an instant like that. But um, she ran up to me and she was like, do you know that if you had killed yourself, I would have killed myself? And just to hear those words is crazy to come from your mom. Right. Freaking gave you life. Cause I'm like, I would not want to freaking, that's basically like me killing her right. because I killed myself, you know? And she, I, I still have a brother. I still have a, a dad, her husband. So there's like other people in her life that she wouldn't even consider too because she's so sad about me. So I'm yeah. like, people need to realize that suicide is it is a selfish act but i understand where it comes from but at the same time you have to like consider all the people's lives you're affecting because it's not just you like your absence will affect everyone around you and not in a positive way exactly. um so that was so going through that really like put in perspective for me and i was like 
I'm not, I'm not going to go down this path anymore. I'm going to choose the high road. But I got very, I was very blessed to have made it through that because there's, Thanks. you know, there's a lot, there's so many suicides. There's so many people that don't have that luxury of escaping that mentality. It's such a hard, like your brain is so powerful that it can control your mind into thinking like, like killing yourself is the only way out and it's not, but it's really easy to manipulate yourself into thinking that. So I feel like it's my job to convince people otherwise to let them know, Hey, I'm not just a random person who thinks, who feels bad for you that you're going through this and thinks you can get out. No, I'm speaking from experience. Like I got through it so you can get through it. Facts. <laughs> Actors that want to be in the industry and want to go to LA and pursue a career in acting. Can you give them any advice, you know, how to start your career and how to continue it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, it, it depends where you're at too. It makes a difference. Um, because <laughs> if you, if you, advice to people in Houston, you're trying to act good. You can definitely like start small, but if you want to expand from that, you've got to like go somewhere <laughs> like yeah. either Atlanta or LA, New York. Only, and I only say that because there's not really, there's not really room for growth there. Whereas out here, like I'm in, I'm in LA currently where we have so many other, like we have things we can build off of and we have a lot of people to collab with. And there's just so many more opportunities out here because it's kind of like the city. I wouldn't say the city of dreams, but like the city of where everything's happening. Like you'll find endless casting calls here if you want to get into film or, or television, commercial, whatever. Whereas in Houston, <laughs> if you try submitting yourself for anything in Houston, 